the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Lately, one of the first questions I've been asking um, people I meet for the first time, as recently as Monday, is uh, where are you from? Where are you from? And knowing and remembering someone's name, where they're from is so important, isn't it? Especially in Māori culture. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, the Māori experts, but uh, a formal Māori introduction, or mihi, uh, first explains your whakapapa, your ancestors, your maonga, your mountain, your awa, your river, Iwi, tribe, and your whanau, your family, where you've come from. Is that right? All good? A mihi is an expression of who you are as a person rather than what you do. You see, uh, in Eastern cultures of the world, you know, generally speaking, who you are and where you fit in is more important than your status. Whereas... Perhaps in Western culture, what you do and what you've achieved tend to be the first thing we ask someone. The writer of Hebrews spends much of the first portion of this letter, this book of Hebrews, establishing who Jesus was and is. There's chapters of it. And they're committed to honouring and confirming the lordship, the greatness and the standing of Christ in the natural and spiritual world. In week one, Ivy shared that Jesus is the exact representation of God's nature and he upholds all things by the word of his power. Last week, Mark gave us reasons to value so great a salvation that is found in Christ alone, confirmed by signs and wonders and gifts of the Holy Spirit. What a saviour. Amen. Amen. And throughout this whole letter of, of, of Hebrews, there is, however, a series of warnings not to give up. And there's encouragement for these born-again, scattered, mainly Jewish Hebrews to stay true. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the writer is also saying, don't slip back into legalism. Don't get blindsided by heresies and don't stop meeting for fellowship despite the persecution. Over recent years we've seen an alarming trend of Christians falling away from faith in the West, while in other parts of the world it's growing rapidly. This is the very thing that Hebrews warns about, this falling away. It says, don't do it. <laughs> it's my hope that through this series in the book of, uh, or letter to the Hebrews, um, that we will magnify Christ together, we'll make him the centerpiece of our worship and the name that's on our lips, living daily 
and moment by moment by faith. I believe this is a timely word for the world and for our nation right now. You know, Christ is the answer for the multiple issues we're facing. This is not the time to throw in the towel or drift away, but the time for putting him first and calling on his name because he is powerful, he is truly awesome, and he's with us. Is anyone excited? Today we're going to focus on Christ in relationship to Abraham, the father of faith. If you've got your Bibles, you want to turn to chapter 2 of Hebrews. We're still in chapter 2, verse 14 to 18. Therefore, since the children share in the flesh, share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise also partook of the same, that through death, which we've just acknowledged, he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil. And might free those, we talked about that, through fear of death, sorry, that we might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. For assuredly he does not give help to angels, but he gives help to the descendant of Abraham. Therefore he had to be made like brethren in all things, like us so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation, big word, for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tempted in that which he, was, he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. Good word, isn't it? I've called this message the descendant of Abraham. You'll notice that on your handout, descendant has no S. The King James uses the word seed, singular, instead of descendant. Why is this important? Doesn't he just mean us, plural, the people of faith who choose to follow Jesus? Well, the NIV does put an S on descendant, calling us Abraham's descendants. I think it matters because I believe God is saying here, look, this is how amazing my son is that he can even allow people who have no physical connection to Abram or hereditary connection to Abram, the father of faith in the Jewish nation, to become heirs of the promises made to Abram. The plan of salvation was birthed in the heart of God long before Abraham and before the world began. And yet, here in Christ, being seed, singular, or a descendant, singular, of Abraham at the opposite end of the world, here we are in 2022. That's just something very significant, isn't it? And there's something significant about being begotten i.e. the child of. Let's pick this up a bit more in Galatians 3, 16 to 18. It says, Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. 
He does not say, and to seeds, as referring to many, but rather to one, and to your seed, that is Christ. What I am saying is this, the law, which came 430 years later, does not invalidate a covenant previously ratified by God so as to nullify the promise. For if the inheritance is based on law, it is no longer based on a promise, but God has granted it to Abraham by means of a promise. From these verses, we can see that even though in the natural, God had planned for many descendants coming from Abraham, forming a nation and a people to display his character, only one could usher in his wonderful plan of salvation, and that was Jesus. In Christ, all the radiance of God's glory would be on display contained in a body of flesh and blood with skin on. And that's so amazing that he became human like us. He honoured his parents, learned a trade, he studied the word, he was tempted, he got tired, he got hungry, thirsty, and even angry at wrongdoing, but he never sinned. People touched him, they laughed with him, loved him because he loved them. And this was God with us, Emmanuel. But there was one group who hated him. And we all know they were the religious leaders who did not know God. And despite being born as natural descendants of Abraham, these Jewish leaders had no faith. As long as they upheld the law of Moses and went through the motions, their positions were safe. The Pharisees lived a life of privilege and ease. Does that sound familiar with the people who ruled Egypt while others worked? Meanwhile, the people they ruled over suffered under guilt, heavy temple taxes and ever-increasing pressure to earn their salvation through obedience to ridiculous subclauses, They just kept making up more and more rules. The, the uneducated Jews, they were natural descendants of Abraham too. But life was, for them was harsh and full of fear of these leaders. So Jesus confronted these leaders' hypocrisy head on. And he pulled the rug in regard to their smug reliance on being Abraham's offspring in John 8, 33. So I'm just going to turn and read that quickly as well. John 8, 33 to 39. And it says, They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? They just kind of forgot the 400 years in between. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. If, so if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me because you, my word has no place in you. I speak the things which I have seen with my father. Therefore, you also do the things which you heard from your father. 
They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to him, if you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. Yeah, powerful, eh? The King James says, we be Abraham's seed, in verse 39. Oh, that was in verse 30, 30, uh, 39, yes. But Jesus says back, if Abraham was your father, you would do what Abraham did. And that was to live by faith. Time doesn't allow us to talk about all those wonderful things that Abraham did by faith. The discussion continues with Jesus not backing down. But things reach a boiling point when Jesus says in verse 58, Before Abraham was born, I am. And any Jew would know that that term was reserved for God alone. This claim to full deity led ultimately to the cross. It cost Jesus his life. How prepared are we to confront evil controlling religious spirits? And these spirits will work against Christ. And they will even use proud believers to oppose the work of the Holy Spirit. So my first challenge today is to confront them. What if in doing so... It costs us everything. If we, cannot, if we confront evil, we will either gain freedom or die. <laughs> either way we win. Because there is a reward waiting for all those who pay the price. So that's my first challenge, to confront religious spirits working against the work of Christ. The good news is the seed slash descendant of Abraham is Christ Jesus. He is the revelation of the true faith being lived out among us. Knowing pain, temptation and suffering. That's in Hebrews 2, 10 and 18. Jesus knows exactly what it's like to be human. He knows what we're going through today. He knows what we're tempted by, what we're suffering under, what we, what we have had go on in our background. This gives us much hope because he can identify with everything we face. And despite the natural genealogy that makes Jews and Arabs sons of and daughters of Abraham through Isaac and Ishmael in the natural it is now those who come to God in humility and faith who are supernaturally transferred into the family. Did you catch that? Even though certain people groups have got a natural uh, <clears throat> lineage from Abraham, through humility and faith, we can be supernaturally transferred into his family. And it is through faith we become heirs and gain Christ's inheritance. Everything Christ earned can be our inheritance. We have to ask. Ask him in. This is only possible, though, because of what we've celebrated this morning. 
Christ's death and resurrection. He made a way. We are now called blood-bought sons and daughters of the living God. That's what it cost. Along with Jews and Gentiles of every race and creed who bend the knee and confess Jesus Christ as Lord. So when he looks down on us now, he doesn't see that wretch, that person that we were with all that selfishness. He sees the righteousness of his much-loved son covering our sin, washed in the blood. What an amazing salvation plan God has made through his written and spoken word. No earthly mind or created being could ever dream up anything close to this amazing plan to win our hearts. Amen? Our minds and our souls. And in the manifest wisdom of God and in his only begotten son, we are made heirs of every promise made to Abraham. Perhaps you don't feel like you fit in anywhere today. We've just seen a series uh, where David Lomas brings people together. People that have been separated through either adoption or, or families parting. And the joy of being brought back together after decades is just unbelievable. Those spirits of rejection are still possibly still there dormant, but it's still an, an exciting time for them to meet up. Jenny and I recently watched a, a, a documentary, and it's a series called I Am. And it nearly broke our hearts. It was actually, this time it was saying, I am a social welfare survivor. And it told the life of a child who had been put in many different homes. And he'd just learned to love them and receive love. And he'd be shipped off because they weren't whānau. And then he'd find another place that he liked. And then he'd be shifted again. And although there's been an apology, much harm has been done to many children in that situation. And it finished with this man now speaking in his 40s, a fully trained social worker, to make a difference. And if that's you today and there's something in your past you, you just haven't been able to um, for somebody you can't forgive or some situation you can't get past and there's still that spirit of, of rejection, then we'd love to pray with you this morning. It's just the first step in a journey uh, into freedom. You know, God wants you to have a new name and a new identity in Christ. Have you ever been fearful of fear itself? As a kid, I used to have these bad dreams of, of something chasing me, but I just couldn't get away from it. And then I felt so trapped, and I'd wake up and realize <laughs> the trap was my bed. <laughs> I couldn't move. <laughs> but this thing would, would come at me. I don't know if you've had, a, had dreams as a child. 
and had any prayer for it or whatever. But as an adult child of God, I know now that I can tell fear and doubt where to go. Because even the final enemy, death, has been defeated. There is no fear in love. And in Christ, we are loved in life and in death. Death lost its sting the moment Christ rose from the grave. He defeated it. My greatest concern is that many will die not knowing this wonderful Saviour. That should be, I think, on our, all of our hearts. And why we do so many things to make him known. But what more could we do to let others know? That's my second challenge. What more could we do to let others know about this wonderful salvation in Christ Jesus? My, sorry, that was possibly my first one. My second challenge is that we don't fall away and our hearts grow cold. You know, it's so easy to let the little things slip, isn't it? I'm concerned that you don't fall away and I'm concerned that I don't fall away. You know, our greatest threat is just those lack of discipline in areas or skipping things that matter, like reading the Bible, prayer. Bible says it's the little foxes that ruin the vines. Is that right, Dave? <laughs> Got any foxes at Wairanga? <laughs> but we've got to look out for those little things that trip us up. We can be really strong on the big things and not notice those small disciplines. His love for us is not legalistic or controlling. And he even gives us the freedom to quit because he only wants those who truly worship and obey him in spirit and truth. He's pulling for us, praying for us before the Father. He doesn't want that, but he doesn't stop it either. So my final challenge today, this morning, is that we just abide in Christ. We hang out with him. We live with him. We have the word abode, you know. Um, it's where we live. It's where we call home. Just abide in Christ. Do life with Christ. Serve him till the end. And really get to know Father God as dad. Because it's so significant that we are the child of the king. Amen. Father, I thank you for this wonderful link between Abraham, a man of faith, being for the promises being fulfilled in Christ, your son. Lord Jesus, we thank you for going through with the plan, going all the way, no compromise, no giving up, no backing up, no sidetracks, distractions. Help us not to entertain any of those in our life help us in the small things god i just pray we would go hard as part of the family this great family of the living god blood-bought children of the living god we just thank you now 
All praise to Jesus and praise to the Father. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.